rubber baby buggy bumper. <laughs> <laughs> the quick brown fox. Red comes out leather, of the yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Welcome back to Just These Guys. I am Lance. And I am Mike. And there I go with the lounge suit lizard yeah. voice again. It's going to be a great evening tonight. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, uh, today on Just These Guys, you know, uh, what I think we're going to cover was we're going to learn the mystery of Mike's absence last week. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I really walked, would love to never do that again. I, I uh, was like standing here. I felt the pressure to go on the air at 730. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you know. I wondered about that. It's pre-recorded, but I was like, "Oh my god, seven thirty! <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to be late." And we're going to figure out why your guitar is not here today. Mm-hmm. And we are going to mention one interesting statistic that I did not know, believe huh. it or not. Okay. And any kind of response or feedback uh, you had to last week's? I do have. <laughs> yeah, kind of really went do. off the rails. Yeah, it was good. I mean, talk about pressure to to go from being able to rely on some back and forth, mm-hmm. which is a lot more natural. Sure. If you're out there, try to have a conversation with yourself out loud mm-hmm. for, you know. For more than two minutes. That was half an hour. <laughs> That's a long time, half an hour, just talking to nobody. But you did a great job. But my main question for you is, this is what you think about when you're standing around? <laughs> just thinking? Hmm. That hmm. these people are figments of my imagination. Exactly. <laughs> that is a major way to control not even worrying about what other people are doing, thinking, feeling, saying. They're just figments. They're fig newtons of the imagination. Oh. That- <laughs> nice little morsels. <laughs> I don't know why fig newton just came into my mind. but I don't care what you think because you don't exist. <laughs> right. You're not here. <laughs> I close my eyes and <laughs> close my eyes at night. Yeah. Whoa. It's it's an interesting thing to consider. Well, before walking we, around and doing that. Before we jump into that, uh, did you appreciate your coffee cup pour? Yes. Oh yeah, you did well. It but, was a, and I especially appreciated the ghostly appearance. You didn't get to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was for, I have to admit there, there was a couple of different times where I felt like I was laying there cause I was laying there <laughs> listening to it, still trying to recover, um, where I was thinking, this is kind of what it's going to be like to be eulogized. <laughs> <laughs> Am I am I really here? <laughs> he said. Am I gone? <laughs> okay. One, two. Oh, yeah. Mm. I missed this for sure. I haven't had that for two weeks. Mm-mm. And he's got it all over his mm-hmm. face. <laughs> As it should be. It's like Santa Claus with a whipped cream mm. smile. Ah, yeah. Now, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You, you even got the redneck shirt on. I know. How are you supposed to wipe your mouth? Yeah. Oh. There you go. <laughs> 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 I'm a redneck with some manners. 
<laughs> yeah. Have you noticed the thickening of the no shave November? I was just, you know, wondering when's the when's the last <laughs> time I actually saw the beard. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. I think this is about as long as I've ever had it. Really? Yeah, because I always break down, and I shave it once it hits a certain length. But I think I'm just gonna go for it. Well, I wish you would, because three years ago, we were going to go for right. growing our hair out. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. And that didn't last. No, not not up on top. It <laughs> drives me nuts. I don't know how you do it. As soon as it starts to get into my eyes. But you got, obviously, are you way beyond that? Can you even imagine having short hair at this point? That's, no. And uh, I've had it cut once in three years, so. Was it traumatizing? It was helpful, but it's uh, it's getting to the point where I need that again. But yeah, no, I don't. I can't imagine. I, I see the old stuff where I have short hair and it doesn't look like me anymore. Mm. I'm so used to yeah. seeing it with the, yeah. the longer, stringy, nasty hair. You have changed your identity. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the '80s. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so your your mystery absence. Yes. You know, so I've been working on this thing, which the first thing that I had to do was admit that I was going to have to present something. Now, before we go any further, back you, it up. you still got smick in your... Well, that's because I'm a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Walk around with your food saver. Yeah. No, here a couple weeks ago, I said, here next week, this is it. And I hate it when I do that. I get so anxious to um, follow through with something that I end up not following through with something. And then I get mad at myself. But um, I said, I'm bringing my guitar and I'm going to present the, what I've got going on this song. This is what you were talking about, right? Sure. <laughs> what the heck were you talking about? Well, you were sick. You were out. You called me at 720. I can't talk. I, I right? cough. We were going to do the FaceTime because you're allegedly sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I was sick. So what, what was the illness? What do you mean allegedly? <laughs> well, you didn't want to show up with the guitar. No, so. that had nothing to do with <laughs> it. I, feel, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mom, I need to stay home from school today. Uh -huh. um, the guitar thing is that I had worked on it, but I didn't like it. And I still, I'm, I'm working it through. I got the title, I got the first verse, I got the chorus, but I just... What's not to like? I, I'm very picky when it comes to this stuff. This is pre-recorded. <laughs> you get yeah, in here, but you everything play that, it, and you don't like it. You say, Lance, don't put that in the air. Yeah, but that, I don't know if y'all know this out there. But I don't remember much of anything that hasn't made the air. <laughs> like, there ain't a ton. There's editing, obviously. There's, but there's there, editing. Yeah. No, it, it makes it. So whatever I put out there, I just, I have a feeling it's going to make it. And I want to present it as a, not just some idiot trying to write a tune, but an actual song that is going to be... One worth presenting. So now I see what you have to say about my guitar playing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't want to no, be just some idiot trying yeah, to... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't actually thinking of you. <laughs> Plenty of folks out there who've presented stuff and wanted it to be like, hey, can we play this on a Sunday morning? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know about that. No, um, you know, but heck no. 
there was that old uh, show. I uh, forget the name of everything, um, but the the skit was it was a old blues player. He'd sit on you know, in the street corner, or whatever. And mm-hmm. Somebody'd say something. It didn't matter what anybody said or whatever happened. He had the same line, and the the same three licks. But he you know uh, somebody would say, "Leave me alone." You know, hey, can you give me some money? Leave me alone. Hey, wrote a song about that. Want to hear it? Here yeah. it goes. <laughs> you want to leave me alone? Hold his hand down. That was the extent of the skit. And so what was yeah. funny is he kept doing it over and over mm-hmm. again. But it didn't matter what anybody said. Yep. He worked that into that little. You just want me to leave you alone. That's good. Wrote a song for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote a song about that right there. <laughs> bug off, man. <laughs> just want me to bug off. Just want me to bug off. <laughs> now we, that I could do. Well, we apologize for ZZ Top uh, fans mm-hmm. out there right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I look forward to it. But I'm not even going to say. Yes, sir. Not even going to say next week. <laughs> in the next future, yeah, I'll bring the guitar in. You could borrow nearer mine. than farer. Yeah, see, that's part of the issue. I can't just spontaneously bust something out because you play with the wrong hand. I play the guitar upside down. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure, for sure, oh sure. But I appreciate you covering last week. That was. Not my favorite Thanksgiving, for sure. Was it the COVIDs or stomach flu or... So I don't know why I even... Well, I know why I do it, because we were having a family gathering and I didn't want to... I still have this COVID... We had tests. We had three tests at the house. And so I decided because of certain relatives that are Mm -hmm. older that we had, I was going to go ahead and test. And... It tested positive. It tested, it tested positive three times, three days in a row. But that first one was the day before sure. or the Tuesday before, whatever, Monday before. Um, and so um, I know that Dawn probably gave it to me, <laughs> but she never tests. Right. She had it before me. Right. But she doesn't claim she did because she never tests. Mm. See, if you just don't test, yeah, you, don't. you don't have to worry about it. Nope. So... I was having a little bit of a flashback back to when we were in the heat of the pandemic with COVID and I took a test and everybody in my family didn't want me to take the test right? Uh, because it caused Skyler to have to miss two weeks of playoff football. Oh, no. That's when I was just sitting there going, why do I repeat that? But ultimately, it's the responsible thing to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. So... Son, you spent, won't be playing Division One football. No, that because right. <laughs> yeah, that's a regretful, like because once we that was back when they had us all. Well, am, I, am I still living in fear of this yeah. crap? I'll, because I say all the time, I I think the COVID tests they test positive for colds, <laughs> flu, and whatever they're calling COVID now. Yeah. So. I'm not. I, I'm not testing again. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Break those tests up. I'll be coming right over here, snotting all over this microphone, <laughs> and I will not be testing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take vitamin C. Remember when we used to actually get colds? 
Right. Remember when we used to actually get the flu? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's just all COVID. Well, and yeah, I don't even want to go down that road. I uh, know, <laughs> same here. It's, you know that that just kills a doctor buddy of mine mm. to even mention anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, so interesting statistic I ran across. Okay. Um, what percentage of American man would you guess have served in the military? American men in the military. Boy, howdy, I got to think that it's probably pretty dang low. Maybe like 5%. That's the amazing thing to me, 5%. Wow. 5 to 6%. I, I blew my mind. I, for some reason, maybe it's just because I was raised in the military and I served in the military. It mm-hmm. seemed like everybody I knew has been in the military. And so when they do this happy Veterans Day thing, it's just real awkward to me. I don't see myself as a veteran we talked about identity past couple of weeks mm-hmm. i don't see myself as a veteran so when they i want to thank you for the service to your country i'm like oh i just drink a lot of beer sure um you know it was an opportunity for me to grow up it was you know thank you for not firing me while i was in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got a chance to mature and grow up and and learn a craft and I learned how to be a, a naval instructor and then go to college. It was, you know, it was all me. You guys, you know, got the short end of that stick. <laughs> so, so I always felt unveteran like. Mm. And um, they were talking about, you know, if you see a guy with a cap on and says, you know, whatever, make sure you go up and say hello. So I just Googled it, you know, how many Americans are veterans? And it was like five, six percent. Mm. And that number is going down. Right. Because the the older veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, they're passing along, mm-hmm. and what's left behind are people who did not did not serve. Sure. So, mm. yeah. In that case, then if you do see somebody who's a veteran, <laughs> do go out of your way to thank them. Heck yeah. For taking that opportunity to go mature on your dollar. Mm-hmm. Now, many of them served in actual wartime, real. Military type experiences, uh, and you never know which one is which. So, right, they could be like me and just have been a telecommunications nerd, working with computers and satellites, and and not seeing any real action. Yeah, Um, but it it still it takes the whole thing. True. So thank you so much. Yeah. So I was just. That was a shocking number to me, so I thought yeah. I would share that. Yeah. And then you said you listened and apparently watched the podcast and had a few thoughts about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the well, the main thought being that I've just that like some of the stuff that you think about as a psychologist, the way that you it feels like you're psychoanalyzing all the time. Like I've never taken the time to really consider that you know that the again they're just figments these are just people that it's like half the time i was laying there going what in the <laughs> heck is he talking about <laughs> that's, and it's, what no this and is, that's not to knock it no that's that this this stuff does go through my head partly because i've studied it partly because it's my profession but then partly because it's Got kind of an interesting going on over here. concept 
Uh, you still got the COVIDs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be disinfecting. <laughs> Where, where's my mask yeah. that doesn't work? Right. It doesn't help. <laughs> I'll wear it anyway. <laughs> Don't go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the idea that, um, but what, you know, what is reality? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, eyewitness testimony, they, you know, the experiment's been done again and again and again where they, you know, Oprah Winfrey did it on TV where somebody ran in and stole the producer's purse and ran off and then, you know, Oprah acted all, you know, pearl clutchy. Oh, 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 somebody call the police. Everybody write down what you saw. Yeah. And the audience members, you know, scribble down uh, their statement and it was all different, you know, black guy, white guy, tall guy, short guy, two guys, three guys, one guy. Yeah. Uh, everybody had a different take on what occurred and, and in their mind that is real. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I did my dissertation on, uh, false memories, recovered memories, false memories, uh, trying to be, again, that was a politically hot topic in, in the nineties. And I was trying to be scientific about studying memory, not really trying to fall one way or the other on either side of that debate that was going on. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, kind of mind opening to see that what, you know, what we remember occurring many times bears uh, very little similarity to the reality. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I have a false memory. When I was a kid, my, I I guess my dad was serving overseas and for some reason my, my mother took us kids to Fort Worth, Texas, and we were at my aunt's house, and out in the backyard, she had one of the little kiddie pools, and I was inside the house, I only know this in my memory because I'm heading out, <laughs> mm. and as I'm heading towards the back door, my mom is standing at the kitchen sink yelling out the back window at my brother and sister to settle down, you know, if you're not, you know not going to play right, don't play at all, and as I'm heading out the screen door, my sister is coming from the pool screaming bloody murder because my brother is a mean person my older brother Mm. and so in my memory i was probably four five maybe my sister would have been you know uh, eight or nine and then my brother would have been 10 or 12 you know that kind of a range Mm -hmm. and and as i walk out the door i remember thinking man my sister's you know just over the top (laughs) i got to get away from her and i'm heading to the pool yay and my brother is sitting there with his arms spread across the, the edge of the pool like he's king of the world. And my sister, in her anger, as I pass by her, she couldn't let it go. She picks up a Gerber baby food jar, which became a toy after the kid ate it. Mm-hmm. It was laying on the ground. She picked up this glass Gerber baby jar and winged it at him <laughs> and cracked him in the head. Oh. And... Blood started pouring down his face. Wow. And then my sister really let out a scream because she saw all the blood on my brother's face. She thinks she just killed him probably. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't even enjoy the pool. But, <laughs> but my brother, he doesn't realize he's bleeding because he's in the pool. Mm-hmm. So he's wet. Sure. So he reaches up and hits, holds his head where she just knocked him in the noggin with a glass jar and he's wiping his head. And so blood's smearing all over his face. And my mom's now 
you know, had it up to here and she's running out the back door. So I've heard that story told around the kitchen table a million times when the family gets together, you know, how they do. Yep. So it was probably 2001 or two, I don't know, many years after I was a kid and I actually happened to get with my aunt and my sister and we were walking into a restaurant and I said, yeah, like the time La Honda. And I told the story and they all looked at me and said, that didn't happen. And then they retold the story very differently mm-hmm. than what I had told. And, yeah. and I'm standing there as they're telling this to me, two older adults who would have been older when the memories were written mm-hmm. were telling me what actually happened. And none of that is in my mind. Wow. I, I, I have a very clear, vivid film memory of that event occurring. And apparently it's all untrue. Hmm. So what what would have caused you or what causes us to create those and, perspectives? And this is the power of the mind, is what, what you imagine. Those yeah, images from your imagination, those images mm-hmm. that you're imagining to your mind are just as real as the images your eyes and brain are producing what it's seen in front of you. When you imagine somebody standing there, it's just as real to you as if they are actually standing there. Yeah. And so when you are told a story a number of times or when you, you know, retell the story or when you rethink through and you fill in blanks of what must have happened or what must have occurred as just as you rehearse the, the narrative, that narrative takes on a reality. Well, for, for it to be so different, I have to imagine that at some point you had to be walking out towards the pool thinking to yourself, can we just enjoy the pool? <laughs> and in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, you should just pick up that Gerber bottle and just fling it at him, crack him in the head, shut him up. It very well could have been. You know, it- these type of thoughts that end up getting put into a reality uh, when, in fact, they're just in your imagination. I had a yeah. kid once. He's 11, and he came to my office just really upset. And I was like, what's going on? And he said, uh, you know, Dad's moving to Hawaii. And I'm like, whoa, this is you know brand new news to me. And we were in the middle of a kind of a court case, a child custody investigation. And I'm like, Dad's not mentioned moving to me in all of this. And so, but thankfully, knowing what I know, I didn't jump to that conclusion. The kid is 100% accurate and go kill dad, called dad in. So tell me what's going on, dad. And he's talking randomly. And I said, so, um, you know, how do you like your house? Oh, it's great. You know, he's not giving me anything. And finally, you know, kind of me trying to tease around the corners. I can't pick anything out. Finally, I said, well, for some reason, your son is under the impression you're moving to Hawaii. And he, What? No, I'm not moving to Hawaii. He said, no, he heard you on the phone a couple of weeks ago. And he stopped and he thought back and he goes, no, 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 no. I have a friend who two years ago moved to Hawaii and we were talking on the phone. And now he's trying to think back to the conversation from two weeks ago. And he said, I don't know, maybe I said to him it would be great to be living there, something like that. And yeah. and the kid overheard part of a statement in the other room and built this whole narrative around it that to him became real. That his dad was moving away, moving to Hawaii, leaving the whole family behind. 
Mm-hmm. And he came in and reported that to me, <laughs> genuinely believing it, crying. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, had it not been for, you know, that intervention, you know, if, if I wasn't in the, the wild with the wildebeest, um, you know, some family drama would have occurred. Dad would not have moved and the kid would have grown up thinking dad was going to move Hawaii when we were young and I've got to act right. And he's going to leave us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't, you know, exactly how these things there's, there's eight mechanisms that I discovered that, you know, lead to us to have them, you know, have something occur, not have a memory for, for a while. And then for it to be remembered uh, other than, you know, the Freudian repression or suppression or those kind of concepts. But, and one of them is just, confabulation where it didn't actually occur but we created in our mind mm. and that happens a lot with elderly people uh, especially with dementia they, mm. they they think they remember something having occurred it did not actually occur but it gets created in their mind yeah so yeah um mm. and that's you know that brings me back to you know taking those events those concepts that memories are created in our mind and then some feel real some aren't real well we are a figment of our own imagination you know how i you know my take on your identity Mm -hmm. is based on how i think of you well then if you extend that well my personal identity is how i think of myself Mm -hmm. and i've created that over the years and this becomes really important for people with trauma histories because the narratives of what was you know, going down at the time during the trauma, the things they were told, uh, what they did and didn't do, their, their expectations of themselves, all of this feeds into them creating this narrative of who they were, but they, they carry that forward, that's who I am. And for many years they live in, in shame and guilt because this occurred to them but they feel the shame and guilt because somehow it's, you know, they brought it on themselves. They're telling themselves they brought it on themselves or they didn't defend themselves well or bad things always happen to me. And, and, and they, they start creating this false narrative about their own self-identity. And then they create false narratives about what other people will think if they learn. And this is all vapor. This is all mist that we're creating in our mind. And 90% of it's not true. You are not, you know, Kevin Johnson famously said, you know, Kevin Johnson is? Mm, Nope. Lead singer for Disciple. (laughs) (laughs) He said. (laughs) Famously once said. You are not who they say you are. Mm. You are not the labels people put on you. Yeah. And, and you've been given an identity. That is your identity is your job to go accept that identity. You know, you are not who they say you are. Ergo, you are not who you say you are. So who are you? Mm. And wouldn't it be great if we actually got our identity from the one who created us? Mm-hmm. And so who does he say I am? And then building that into our mind. That's the song. One of the lines that I've got is, I think, therefore you are. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Hasn't taken us very far. Mm. It's, it's, 
I'm excited about it. But is that on a G chord then? Uh, well, or D, yeah, <laughs> either G or C. Oh, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, because that's you're right. We think about how we do this as adults. Ninety <clears throat> percent of the conversations that we have in our minds are literally never going to happen, Mm-mm. and they're figments of our imagination. They are. They're the world of imagination that we are trying to force into reality and and but most of the time it's not even forcing it it's just where we're living sure and how crazy is that but it to what i appreciated about last week was just bringing the awareness of it and really starting to to consider even at a deeper level for me anyway um, the power of the thinking the power of the thoughts and so that's uh now, it was said, good. I enjoyed it. I, I said something declarative last week that I, I, I'm fully expecting, and it's already started in, mm-hmm. to some respect, in a positive way right now, but I fully expected to get a lot of pushback on. Um, declarative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've ever used that word, declarative. Very Sorry. clear what it means. I, but... I, I paid a quarter for that, so <laughs> I, have, I have to throw it in once in a while. I made a, a, a bold-ass statement. There you go. <laughs> For all you rednecks out there. <laughs> I put my foot down. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought and I said something about it. <laughs> I said, you can be whoever you want to be. Uh-huh, yeah. And as soon as that came out of my mouth, because I'm literally thinking out loud. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Is I'm thinking out loud for the audience here because this is what i you know i'm in there you saw the the backsplash i'm in there trimming the sheetrock and yep all these thoughts are floating through my head you can literally be who you want to be Mm -hmm. and in today's environment in today's society i could see people twisting that to mean what it didn't mean absolutely that's the first thing that i thought about and that's exactly what i was you know kind of anticipating mm-hmm. people were going to come back at me with. Mm-hmm. So I get to use a favorite line of mine from my favorite speaker. Okay. You have to hear that sentence. You have to hear that phrase, that declaration in context. Because mm-hmm. if right. you take the text out of the context, you're left with the con. Tent. This yeah, con. This is why tweets are so dangerous and just foolish, really. Right. Why? Who would ever want to just throw something out there with complete lack of context? Right. And think that everybody's going to understand what you're saying or thinking. You, you, that sentence I made, you can be whoever you want, in and of itself, people will do all sorts of stuff with it. Right. But if you listen to the 10 minutes before and the 10 minutes after, mm-hmm. you realize there's a context within what I'm talking about. Yep. And that is that you were created by God. Right. For a purpose. Right. You, you know, he knitted you while you were in your mother's womb. He counted, he put in every hair in your head, whatever the, the book said. But he specifically created you as you are for a purpose. So... We imagine ourselves to be other things. We create our own identities in the world, 
you know, I'm a psychologist or I'm a computer tech or I'm a motorcyclist or I'm whatever, I'm a rock star. We create these identities ourselves, but he has created an, an identity for us. And when we decide that we want to be who he made us to be, yeah. we can turn and begin to, you know, the old is gone, the new is here. We can begin to transform from our old identity, the one we've been telling ourselves for many years, to our new identity, which is the reality of what he created us uh, as and to be. But we we have to do the work. We have to do the heavy lifting. We have to turn to him and say, you know, who am I? Who do you want me to be? Had to jot that line down. You can be anything he wants you to be. If you've lined your desires up with yeah. that, you literally can't go wrong. Right. And so go for it. If you feel bold and confident that he, that's what he wants for you. Sure. So that's really good. Unlike humans, in the spirit world, we are to walk with him daily. Yep. Because in, in human world... And I, we all deal with this, and I deal with it, you know, on a daily basis. Is should I go to college or not? And and they're thinking thirty, forty years from now. Mm-hmm. If I go to college now, and I major in this, then I can work in this field, and then eventually I can, you know, they're 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 deciding what to do now based on long term goals that they're imagining, and and. People oftentimes won't take any step or get off the snide today unless they're guaranteed of what tomorrow or the next day will bring if they do this. You know, what if I do that? Oh, this bad thing could happen. What if I do that? Oh, what about this? What about this? And they worry and they worry and they worry. And they settle on a decision that is the least worrisome. And then they take that step thinking they're actually building towards that future. And did your life over the last 20 years ago, the way you imagined it when you were 18 years old? 100% no. Oh, no. But that's how we make our decisions is I'm going to do this today because this is the road, this is the path, this is the destination. But God doesn't give you the destination. Mm-mm. He says, walk with me today. Yep. Give me, you know, that's the prayer from David. Give me today my daily bread. Don't give me too much Mm-mm. that I can think I'm doing on my own, but... Don't give me so little that I got to go rob and steal to get it. Just mm-hmm. give me my daily bread so that yep. I remember to walk with you. So when we're in tune with him, it's if he wants this and you align your wants with his wants, but that's still a daily want. Yep. Yeah, the scripture goes, Lord, make my path straight and then I will submit to you. And then I will trust in you. (laughs) Why couldn't it have been written that way? Right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Starts with trust. Boom. Bada boom. Bada boom. It's good. I've really been chewing and and considering the whole Change of situations by coming all the way back to that identity, starting with that, and then making those changes, environments, and how you think, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's really good. That was three and four episodes back. 
two, three episodes back. Yeah. Well, and no, it's we can go been, back and review it. Yeah, it's been continuing. I have we're kind of in and out in your fever mm-hmm. last week. I did a summary of it in the yep. beginning, yep. Uh, kind of bing people through it. Oh. And, and the, the hardest part is the beginning, I think, because if you're not who you want to be, that, you know, to even imagine, you know, some future state that, you know, I want to be a confident public speaker or I want to be, you know, uh, I want Christmas to go well. Yeah, I want I want to build happy memories this year. I want to look back on this year with, with happiness and joy. And, and your past thirty Christmases have been you know nightmares. Well, that's you know really scary and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Traumatizing. Well, it's very doubtful. I say, hey, this Christmas can be the happiest ever, but your last thirty have been horrible. Mm. You know, you're not going to believe me. So it. It taking a leap of faith, stepping out in trust that if I rely on him, this can be a good Christmas. And it's not just how do I want this Christmas to go, but you do that in concert with him. This Christmas season, I would like to be different. This Christmas season, I would like to be memorable, happy, joyful. Now, granted, the last 30 have not been. So help me. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to do that this year? And that, you know, it, my identity is kind of a similar concept. I don't see myself as a great public speaker. I want you to help me become the public speaker you want me to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that first step, stepping out, that's the, but once you start kind of take the first step, you can take the second, take the second, you can take the third. Scared of jumping off the high dive? Go jump off the high dive. You know, it's not rocket science. Right. You know, I yeah. do not recommend sitting in some therapist's office for three years deciding to work up the courage to go jump off the high dive. Yep. No, that's what I appreciate <clears throat> about what you do. I was having a conversation just yesterday with somebody who was asking about, um, you know, who they could go talk to. And, and so I threw your name out there as an option. And, and I said, but here's the deal. You're going to have to be okay with going in there. And if you say you're an idiot, he's going to 100% agree with you. <laughs> because if that's what you think, why would he disagree with you? Right. And then he says, now we'll start to work on how we can change that. That's your identity you want to hold. Yeah, because that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Yep. Yeah, the whole identity. New, new man well, is the current title of the song. New man? New man. It's, we'll see if that sticks. Well, if you're not going to bring your guitar in and play. Bring it on, buddy. I'm going to. <laughs> oh, look at that. We're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of time. An even worse teaser than me. I was going to, but we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the one time that I did a message and I held the guitar. The entire time, <laughs> and I never played it. Right, <laughs> but, but that held people's attention. It felt so natural too. I could see just your arms hanging on. Oh it heck yeah! And every now and then, I just over. wanted to break into a chord. But yeah, hold your hand up there. People would sit up in yep. the chair. Oh, 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 yep, that's funny. And then you never played. Nope, <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We are glad to have Mike back. Thanks for having me back. And uh, I hope you enjoyed Enjoy today. Mm -hmm. uh, again, shout out to all our viewers in Australia. I hope you're having a warm, a warm, wonderful Christmas season. Is that the the what's the what's the weather like this time of year? Well, I'm not a weather summer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had that but, happen to me in Cleveland one time. Not to not to end on a very boring story, but we flew into Cleveland. It was snowing to beat the band. Is that a saying? That is a saying. And we get into a cab. I don't get it. But we're driving along, and I say, "So is it supposed to do this all week?" And the guy, just without hesitation, said. I don't know. I'm not a weatherman. <laughs> I was like, ooh, dang, don't you know you're talking to somebody from the Midwest, from Kansas, who isn't used to that kind of stuff? <laughs> isn't that your jerk? Don't get. <laughs> I'll take you out of the knees. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, actually, I believe their seasons Aren't are opposites? reversed. Yeah, that's so, what I thought. So this time of year, they're, they're having warm weather. Yep. It's like summer. Walking around in flip-flops. Yep. Enjoying the lake and oh, yeah. walks. Whereas well. We had eight inches of snow. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. We had eight inches of snow yesterday, day before. Well, we'll have to run over there sometime and just do a quick live remote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pop on our private jet. Yeah, heck, yeah. Better, yeah, we could ride motorcycles. Ooh. That'd be a heck of a ride. <laughs> Flotation devices. We will catch you guys next week. I am Lance. And I'm Mike. And we're just these guys, you know. Mm -hmm. Have an awesome week. See ya. Beep, boop.